Hello, Namaste. I welcome you all to the 69th session of Guru Bodha. I dedicate this and all of my works at the holy feet of Dr. A. Chandrasekhar Udupa. Uh, this class is made live exclusively for weekly uh, class subscribers. And coming to the topics for today, first one is regarding the bitter guard. A, a common vegetable bitter uh, for bitter is bitter guard. Is there any use of this vegetable uh, as medicine? or is it just acts as a dietary ingredient only and or can it be used as a medicine for say pitta disorders because bitter uh, tasting uh, uh, medicines are, com uh, are commonly used in pitta it is a serious herb it's a vegetable and it can be used in uh, any of the preparations but classically we don't find much of the formulations containing this very rarely we may find one or the other ways but in most of the times when the karavallaka which is being told is much in the form of a um, you know a, um, a material which is used as a vegetable source rather than a medicament or a medicine source so it can be taken as a medicinal herb which having the potential to act as a medicine but it is largely a vegetable but it is a pitta balancing no doubt because of its uh, bitter taste or the dikthrasa but at the same time in large quantities it is going to increase the pitta because of its ushnata it is also having ushna guna in it so it is not an ideal herb to reduce the pitta any drug which is ideal to reduce pitta should be shita in guna tikta or the bitter in guna taste and um, kashaya in taste that is astringent in nature then it will be very good and it's vipaka also if it is tikta then it is good but here it is having ushna guna that's why it is not considered as so cooling or pacifying the pitta yes sir and uh, i i see this uh, uh, karela juice karela wedge capsules in the market uh, karela metabolic wellness is there do, do you see any sick any condition in which you would pick that or you would use that as just a you know dietary instruction for certain diseases only usually i will use this for the culinary preparation or dietary preparation but now presently for many of them are taking karela as it is it is very difficult for them they go for all sort of these type of capsule tablet and juice and all those things it is a modification what they can get it in the market but as far as possible if they try to eat karela fresh that will be more beneficial and more good to their body because whatever the tablet capsule or juice whatever they make it they are forced to put some preservatives in order to keep its shelf life so that is not a, in a long run may not be a good so but it's a karela can be very easily found and it can be consumed as a fresh one better to go for the freshly available one no need to go for the these are preparations only when you are not having the scope or opportunity to get the things in a, no, a particular season in a, in a period in a year then you may not be uh, getting the uh, fresh karela then you can go for the the alternative things the better thing is fresh one and it is used as a uh, vegetable rather than a medicine its medicinal activity is even though it is there but it is more towards a food type of material Yes, uh, uh, thank you. Sir. Moving on uh, to the next question: Is adding cardamom to coffee enough to balance the bitter and astringent taste so that it does not 
decrease agni and increase vata dosha uh, but coffee as such itself is slightly hot in nature so it doesn't does not decrease agni coffee won't decrease agni it is itself is a pitta vardhaka and it is agni vardhaka and cardamom is added to improve improve its flavor and just adding a few cardamom to a, such a strong pitta increasing or ushna dravya doesn't make uh, the things coolant moreover cardamom vipaka i mean virya is also is uh, not uh, no everyone thought that it will be shita no it is not shita it is ushna in nature next question is on dhumapana with uh... honey the question comes from you know, many different perspectives one is that there is this herbal smoking that is the dhumapana as a therapy and there is this bhupana also called as fumigation and if you consider modern fumigation in today's day and age uh, you know almost you know many uh, this dhupan agarbatti manufacturers incense stick um, manufacturers they add Uh, you know considerable amount of honey uh, while preparing the incense stick honey is added that do they want like pure form of honey and if honey quality is not good then overall the product flavor will not be uh, good and all those things are also there and uh, you know in ayurveda uh, so so the question uh, that has come is that is heating honey and honey and inhaling vapors safe given that heating of honey is Uh, told us visha and uh, it is taken even it is taken orally and uh, and uh, you know to support that uh, this charaka uh, says give, gives this con- context in charaka uh, charaka uh, samhita kalpasana madana kalpa chapter in that he says that sarveshu madusandavam kapha vilena chedarte vamneshu vidadya but he goes on to say that uh, because it is emetic procedure going on here and because it is used for vamana so you know even heat processing of uh, uh, honey is uh, not contraindicated because any which ways the the vamana dravya the medicines that are given for vamana and also the uh, uh, all the all the doshas in the body are gotten red by the uh, you know by the vamana procedure so anyway this honey is not getting digested or absorbed so heating of honey in this case is good uh, guru sir any thoughts on this please very clearly whenever we say it is visha that when it goes in and gets digested and get assimilated to the body in that context if honey is heated and taken then it is going to act as visha we are taking honey in some conditions wherein within few minutes that the entire content of the gastrum will be thrown out just like in vamana prayogas the medicated uh, emitting or uh, the techniques so where if you are adding honey doesn't make any sense or it doesn't cause any drawback so here very clear honey heated and consumed which stays back inside the body and gets digested further and get assimilated such honey is going to cause or act as visha that needs to be avoided whereas uh, honey is heated in the process of um, medicaments which is used for the purpose of emission are vomiting so in that condition it doesn't stay there in the body for a long time and it won't even get digested and along with the other doshas it also goes out of the body then there is no harm in it and getting a fumigation of these things once again the fumigation it goes everywhere and to the room for the purpose of fumigation we don't inhale it directly only a small quantity is inhaled and that too will not be in a you know 
going to be cause any problem as it is a visha in nature no it is not visha only when it is heated and consumed then it is visha if it is totally burned and it turned into fumes we don't know any reference about that so it is entirely different context altogether we should not understand in that sense uh, also sir i uh... uh you know from my uh, point of understanding the uh, you know whatever the uh, uh, wrong food combinations that are explained viruddhahara that are largely for the oral route when it is taken then and not much to the say nasal route etc no usually ahara is taken through the mouth it's oral route when we say viruddhahara so no question of consuming through the nose here it is through the ahara uh, and through the mouth only so viruddha ahara means where we are taking something as ahara which by virtue of its combinations has a uh, incompatible combination that we needs to understand so here viruddha ahara means something which is taken through the oral route and which possesses opposite qualities and it is going to harm the condition or harm the body so there is a need and we need to understand uh, yes and uh... uh you know just i was searching whether there was any like of dhuma dhumapana or dhupana medicines one reference that i got was was fumigation mentioned by acharya sushruta he says aja ajavyos charma romani vacha kustam palankasha nimbapatram adhuyutam dhupram tasya dapayet so the body hairs of goat so goats skin hair a sheep फ्यूमिगेटिंग detoxifying the air and getting rid of uh, airborne uh, uh, viruses and bacteria sir it, it is difficult to conclude that because it has an antibiotic uh, type of nature or anti viral in nature something like that but we don't know when it, this combination has been put into fire and uh, the fumes are coming out and whether they are going to carry the content of madhu in such a way or it is going to help in that way that is very difficult and it is a very uh, wide subject needs uh, research and all those things and on those part if you observe the other content in the dupana what uh, shushuta has mentioned most of them are either it is a hair or it is a skin or even even the important um, bitter principle drug which emits that bitterness such type of things are taken and it is put into and even uh, very pungent in nature or sharp in nature or tikshna in nature and if you observe that when the hair the nails or something like it is burnt it emits a very typical smell so all these things probably it made to clear the atmosphere maybe a rakshogna type of dhuma it is done where a patient of uh, particularly a fever patient may be residing or the the ward of the fever patient may be remunerated with that during those days so that may be the reason for that if we want to use vegetable juices like carrot juice white pumpkin juice white pumpkin i assume it is ashgard juice uh, what is the best time to take definitely when you are consuming this as a food we need to consume them when we are hungry it should be when we are hungry at that time we need to consume this and you are consuming in the form of juice means it is straight away cold pressed and extracted the content or it is boiled then compressed and to get the uh, juices 
or any special preparation or method have been adopted to produce the things it's very difficult to explain but whatever the method you adopted ultimately your intention of using carrot juice a pumpkin a white pumpkin or that ashkad juice it is for the purpose of improving our one's immunity and energy source management so when we think in that line it is better to take when we are hungry that will be most um, suitable time where these things can be easily digested and get absorbed into the body and also i would assume because carrot and uh, pumpkin as such is not so uh, hard on agni or you know it, it would not cause any stomach irritation per se even as first part of diet also or if someone is taking it as a uh, supplement to to treat some disease it can be taken before food also there should not be any restrictions sir it can be taken before food there be no restriction but thing is that any food can become a guru ahara by virtue of its rashi that is a quantum so even though a drug which is said to be as lagu in nature and if you increase its volume by consuming a lot then also that lagu dravya can also cause a dietary abnormality or it may become a guru on magni and cause ama so it is not only just by virtue or nature of the drug but it also the quantity which makes the things worsen so we need to be cautious on those two things a drug should be having a particular qualities like agni vardhana in nature a drug should be sufficiently in the form of lagutva in it but we also need to stick on to that concept that we should not give the total quantum exceed one's agni capacity so that thing we need to understand this is slightly dangerous trend i would say that uh, you know because scarella capsule this one etc are marketed and advertised patients and even some uh, I, i saw some supplement of karela saying that karela diabetic wellness dietary supplement uh, so it, it is told as like dietary supplement and uh, you know if patients ask for it uh, and if, if the so suppose a, a patient of a uh, you know patient uh, with say type 2 diabetes is taking say one or two ayurvedic medicines for his diabetic control and he takes karela capsule by himself then it, it can lead to hypoglycemia and it can be a little dangerous it is a very difficult to say that it may cause hypoglycemia or not but thing is very clear when you are considering karela extracts capsules you are already taking some medication to control the blood sugars and manage the diabetes to that if you are adding up by just observing some ads on the social media or some the print media and taking this as by your own self then that may influence already taking medication and always this self medication is dangerous better to consult a doctor to understand what is your exact dosage requirement for your condition based on your lakshanas or your symptoms and including the blood sugar levels and even hba1c or something like that then we can decide upon what should be given for how much quantity all those things and that needs to be taken under medical supervision it should not be just simply taken as it is by yourself that is the point number 1 sometimes 
even this karela extracts it is not just like any other the allopathic or the, the western chemical medicines it doesn't straight away cause hypoglycemia in a patient it is not so strong enough to cause it so that may send on a regular consumption maybe a few days continuously if it is taken then there is a possibility because of the already you are taking some other medicines which are reducing the sugar levels so along with that it may be an added advantage may become an a disadvantage later on so to be on safer side it is better to consult your doctor and analyze what best you can take it and marketing of this karela extracts in the form of capsule and all those things it is nowadays uh, entirely based on the content writer and his capacity to write the things what the words he select and what is the punch line he gives and uh, that is eye catchy so that is the one which is causing the all these things and people will be just um, going behind that and they will be using it of course indirectly we get data on that also that also gives um, sarus as a very easy source of analyzing the effect of those drugs but anyway but it should be taken with due consideration to your body nature and of course under the medical supervision that will be best one and and also i mean extract can mean many different things it can be simple powder can also be called sometimes as dry extract or it can be like very uh, you know very well so highly sophisticated uh, kind of extraction process where only few phytochemicals are drawn from from the you know concerned vegetable or or an ingredient so it it becomes like i said it becomes very difficult for us to assign an effect so simply let's consider simply the karela juice and let's consider say all the all the you know major medicines for diabetes so we have gymnema or meshasarangi then we have say asana saptarangi jamun uh, seeds uh, and uh, let's say guruchi kiratapitta gokshura uh, all, all those things and you know uh, uh, these are all say in the higher range or you know very efficacious uh, things and and there is this humble nisha malaki churna or simply let's say trifala and amlaki so we have we, we have this say on the lower range if you consider where would this karela fruit as such would would fit no it is very difficult to consider in this fashion because meshrangi or asana or saptarangi jambu guduchi kiratukta all these things fall under the category of aushadha whereas karela even though it is aushadha but used largely as a food so any medicine we cannot consume maximum we cannot consume to a certain level we cannot consume more than the things so but karela is not like that will karela will make a vegetable we will make some uh, sabjis out of that and preparations and we eat a lot comparatively so it falls under the category of either a food having a medicinal property which can be broadly nowadays what we call as a nutraceutical type of thing that can be understood in this sense so it can be kept below all these things because meshrangi rasana and saptarangi jambu guduchi kiratikta they are completely much stronger and better drugs uh, for the diabetes or the madhumeha when compared to karela so karela can be as a 
in the part of food supplementation are under the category of food that can be used even methi seeds are also used in this that methi seeds are uh, trigonella phenum gaikam is also used in that condition fenugreek it's also one of the commonly used material nowadays next there is a question on like is there a view traditional view on uh, fasting for multiple days continuously if so you can, can you talk talk about talk about the, the fasting as a uh as a method of langana is explained and uh, in a langana means lightening therapy which makes the body light or say lose weight and also useful in uh, you know modern uh, uh, lifestyle disorders that is explained but we need to be cautious about excessive fasting also yeah definitely we need to be cautious on that see we have got a very clear balanced method of doing langana that is the reason our traditional method of living they very clearly said on every ekadashi they used to have a fasting so because of that reason even on many rituals in hindu mythology and in sanatan dharma there are a lot of things that on particular uh, days there will be langana that is fasting it may be to not only cleanse the body but also to clean up our mind it gives a lot of uh, you know input or the strength to the mind and body that i have done fasting today and i uh, pleased my gods and i have done my part of the job so many things so very common nowadays fasting for ganesha fasting for um, lord shiva and fasting on that particular occasion so that is the one part of fasting then otherwise the periodical fasting is very clearly established one was ekadashi upavasa that's very clear in our many of the family customs so that we need to understand that on every 11th day in a cycle we will go for the ekadashi that is clear cut um, you call as a holiday for any food intake that is the thing so that itself is very clear but whereas in uh, classical langana therapy also acharya is very clearly mentioned about langana in that upavasa is also mentioned but there was no such thing called as in only this number of days it should be done no such thing there in, in my interest was achieve the target if you achieve the target in 3 days that is enough or uh, 2 days enough or one day enough so where you will going to achieve accordingly it is better better otherwise very clearly you may land up in trouble when you go non more number of days without any observing the for the vital parameters so all these need to be taken care and there is also a reference uh, saying that uh, digestive fire or agni digests food and in the absence of food it digests doshas in the absence of doshas it digests tissues not ideal in the absence of tissues it digests prana or life element and it takes away life so therefore it's extremely very important to have food regularly but you know fasting like you explained you know for a day probably is good but continuously like the uh, questioner has uh, has clear is not so uh, very good uh, moving on to the next in the dravaguna rasaguna vipaka virya and prabhava is it vipaka that ultimately defines an overall effect effect on the body Uh, or is it a combination of all three rasa virya vipaka if virya is heating and vipaka is cooling say let's say madura as in case of pipli or vice versa what is the effect then very clearly it has been mentioned when all these rasa guna virya vipakas are of equal strength then which one will overtake the other one very clearly it is said 
when rasa vipaka virya are of uh, different strength then the different uh, whichever is stronger they will take the lead similarly vipaka is the one which is completely kept over the virya it can you uh, know suppress the virya and produce its effect so that's the reason if vipaka is having for example in case of pippali it is having ushna guna ushna virya but its vipaka is is madhura so here the madhura vipaka suppresses the ushna guna and produces the vriksha karma so like that even in shunti so like that there are things so vipaka overrules the virya and as well as rasa so we need to understand this this is experience a person was experiencing pronounced symptoms of productive cough lot of yellow phlegm expelled and heaviness in the head intake of sun dried nimbu indian lime uh, peel seemed to help reduce the symptoms is it any uh, bitter rasa dravya which would produce this effect or anything specific to lime peel what qualities are acting in here very clear the condition is kapha vriddhi lakshana sir there so kapha is more and of course there is some sort of infection maybe so we can take it as a condition where both pitta and kapha is increased so here an indian line that is nimbu peel it is uh, maybe uh, processed as something like that as it is but this nimbu peel usually have bitter taste as well as some astringent amlarasa so this bitter is controlling the pitta and astringent and sorry not, not amla sour taste is controlling the kapha so thereby it suppresses both pitta and kapha so maybe because of this reason lemon peel with um, in its uh, bitterness as well as its soreness maybe reducing both the doshas thereby giving relief to the condition i just wanted to know for such a person what other things uh, can they do in terms of home remedies what is exactly the that yellow color phlegm or something like that for this you you could have used tulsi if it is available tulsi decoction or tulsi tea a chai or even you can go for the trikatu if it is available you can go for even cinnamon chai so any of these aromatic compounds basically yeah it should be in that sense which is aromatic as well as penetrating in nature and katu in rasa that is it is um, uh, pungent in nature that is going to reduce that pitta i mean sorry kapha i, I saying that you know our talisadi churna and sitopaladi churna contains a wide variety of spices a, any combination therein would be lot useful and uh, moving on lately ashwagandha is available at most grocery stores and health stores in the us i see people use, using ashwagandha powder as energy drink mix and add it to their kids breakfast smoothies can you please advise if this practice is okay or any repercussions are at also i am just to add at what dose uh, is ashwagandha say prefer for children if they if at all they are taking it on a daily basis first of all i would like to say that whatever the medication it is don't consume just because of its um, content which is written on the advertisement or whatever it is consult your doctor let him analyze you whether you are suitable for this point number 1 then ashwagandha we know that it is widely available everybody is going behind that and everybody is consuming it and it has got a lot of beneficial effect no doubt but at the same time ashwagandha is also ushna in nature ashwagandha is one of the thing which 
stimulates even the testosterone when you are giving to a child continuously then there may be precocious puberty we also know sh should be very cautious about this all these needs to be under the medical supervision only if it is done that will be good so what may be the dosage yes this can be taken for a short duration maybe like two months one month or something like that or and needs to be given break here and then we need to continuously consume maybe for one month then give a gap of 15 days or 20 days then once again you can start this type of things may not be going to cause any uh, untoward effects very easily so for children it is better if it is really necessary and the children is malnourished undernutrition or is having any issues then only you can use ashwagandha otherwise for a children no need to go for ashwagandha for the purpose of rasayana if you are interested then you can go for kushmanda rather than that that will be beneficial for the children and uh, yeah, i mean there is this i mean even with the ayurvedic community that is getting built up uh, i i i see many times that you know yesterday i received a, a, an email from a patient uh, they generalize these ayurvedic herbs or compare it with like modern ones so this is just like copy paste of uh, uh, one of the sentences that an ayurveda practitioner told to the uh, told to a patient and uh, also like amla this is from the same email too much vitamin c can increase acidity neem ganavati is an antibiotic and it 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 may make the body not respond to antibiotics later uh, etc and you know turmeric and curcumin is another common thing uh, we get and uh, we need not fit ayurvedic herbs into the pharmacological modern pharmacological term baskets so we need to understand certain things here here neem ganavati we need to understand what exactly the method he has used to prepare this ganavati whether the neem bark is taken and kashaya is prepared and it is evaporated to dryness and to made ganavati then it is officially the, the classical method of doing it such neem ganavati definitely helps to improve the body mechanism it stimulates our uh, immune system to act against the any um, foreign pathogen of course it is good but claiming that that if you consume ganavati neem ganavati then your body won't respond to antibiotics later i don't think so that is not a right kind of uh, thing it won't be like that then amla too much vitamin c increases acidity no so it's not that amla even though it is having amla pradhana pancharasa but it's it is a predominantly its vipaka is madhura it is going to give you a good sufficiently the thing is it will not going to increase your acidity and even uh, we have got amlaki churna amlaki rasayana we give it in case of where there is acidity to overcome that so it is entirely different methodology and different perspective it acts it not only that simply one rasa we are going directly going to act or it is only the vipaka it's acting there are multiple things that are involved in that a drug is a pharmacological activity and similarly the turmeric and curcumin curcumin is not turmeric curcumin is a part of turmeric so when we talk about the turmeric it's a turmeric drug as a whole so it should be directly the entire rhizome of turmeric should be powdered and taken as a capsule then we talk about the turmeric and the beneficial effect what acharyas have explained in our classical text regarding the turmeric or maybe amla for nimba or neem everything holds good only when it is taken drug as a whole it is not by those extracting things and those extraction are not equivalent to the drug as a whole 
and don't expect that all the uh, karma is explained or the effect explained in the classical text regarding particular uh, drugs may not holds good in case of this extraction or only some phytochemical being taken out of the things like curcumin taken out of turmeric and saying it is a haridra no it is not haridra it is curcumin just curcumin it may be a potent one of the important ingredient or um, phytochemical from the turmeric but it is not the whole turmeric as it is it has got its own other things present in that turmeric so not only curcumin uh, there's question on like can we mix ashgard with carrot what in terms of ashgard juice and carrot juice yes sir juice ashgard juice and so then the question arises is how you are preparing the ashgard juice and the carrot juice it is only raw juice or it is after boiling then you are crushing it out through a mixer in the mixer cutting the vegetables and grinding together and filtering it is it is a raw then it is a totally raw it is totally raw there is no agni sani karsha there is no question of any no fire coming in contact with the things so it is a raw juice so in raw juice both um, ashgard as well as carrot can be mixed because both of them are madhur rasa pradhana dravyas no i don't think so it may not be going to cause any harm in it you can you consume it sir especially for kushmanda a lot of people consume it fresh for weight loss uh, the ashgod and if it is used when we when in ayurvedic sense when we boil and consume it's heavier in its you know also also the fresh juice is also has some snigdha guna it's heavy too but it's uh, considered the raw juice is used for weight loss a lot of naturopathic doctors suggest that uh, but in our ayurvedic texts and all this is also used as rasayana too so can you please explain the difference kushmanda is rasayana it should be used in that sense how it is explained in ayurvedic classical texts but kushmanda raw juice will not going to reduce the body weight there in a misconception otherwise it is boiled then is crushed and filtered so that kushmanda swarasa is to be taken but whereas kushmanda raw juice if you consume it will clear kapha to some extent there may there may be a slight variation or reduction in body weight but doesn't straight away it is in a drug of choice to reduce our body weight it is not at that, that kind of medicine or even a vegetable and also it has some amount of fiber probably this modern dietitians for that because also cool and so keeps the agni low so that the patient doesn't especially the rajas if it's consumed patient can can uh, can withstand hunger for a longer period of time what is the best diet and ayurvedic course of treatment for an elderly person with pulmonary hypertension and persistent edema uh, this is to be prevalent among retired elders in the us just to give a bit of a context and a little bit of explanation here this pulmonary edema is uh, sorry pulmonary hypertension is high blood pressure with uh, arteries of the uh, arteries in the lungs and the heart specifically having high blood pressure it affects the heart arteries of the lung and right right part of the heart Uh, with shortness of breath dizziness a uh, pressure on the chest heaviness of the chest and it worsens over the time and modern treatment involves blood vessel dilators also called vasodilators uh, medications which increase or increase the you know in, internal lumen of the blood vessels and also uh, edema is common so water pills also called diuretics diuretics are given digoxin is also given blood thinners are also given uh, gura sir your thoughts on this please my suggestion for these type of patient is 
a combination of amla powder shathavari powder kokshura powder and punarnava powder so combination of these four will definitely help and these powders if they are triturated in nimbu swarasa triturated in nimbu swarasa that is lemon juice and dried then filled into capsules or something like that are made into tablets and if you are using them this will going to help out by removing the pressure excessive pressure from the pulmonary um, vessels as well as it reduces the edema in the pulmonary area and also nourish gives nourishes and it acts as a rasayana supports the condition and it also helps to remove the excess water uh, in the form of uh, increased urine output so that will be beneficial for uh, these several conditions one interesting thing that i observed in this combination is like all are used generally as rasayana so and this appears to be a nagging uh, phenomena or, or a disease in the especially in the elders and the symptoms keep on worsen, worsening over a period of time so the person requires medicine for a longer period of time and using you know, using this rasayana herbs makes a makes much sense thank you there and uh, doctor if someone had a stomach surgery and major part of the stomach is removed now he is not able to absorb iron uh, is there any herb that can help will ayurvedic formulations for uh, iron like lohasava be good here this vitamin d is required if, if, if the iron that is consumed is in ferric form not vitamin d so this vitamin b12 is required vitamin c is required uh, in the stomach to convert the ferric form of iron into ferrous form and uh, this is as per like modern science and this ferrous form is absorbed readily and in patients with uh, called as gastrojejunostomy uh, or uh, gj laparotomy is also another this one wherein they will have uh, because the major part of the stomach is ready uh, taken out or uh, ectomy is done they will be lacking something called as intrinsic factor which is not produced by the stomach which is useful in you know absorption of vitamins mainly the vitamin b12 and thereby it can pose a, a problem as such but if it is ferrous form of iron there should not be a problem in absorption of, of, of iron despite having this one for example you know i i iron supplementation still helps in in, in such a patient to you know recover if, if if at all he has anemia for different uh, different reasons uh, guraja sir please i would like to know whether the condition is uh, maybe patient of da uh, or something like that where the surgery was done or whether it is for the bariatric surgery which is done for the purpose of reduction of body weight all these needs to be things to be taken care if it is for any health conditions without any other choice surgery was done that is okay otherwise so if it is for uh, yes so it is it is uh, for cancer he had a stomach cancer so the part mm -hmm. of the major stomach was removed once the stomach is totally removed or partial or major portion of stomach is removed as uh, earlier explained the intrinsic factor and all those things will have a problem and moreover too much of medication will also be given to these uh, patients and thereby absorption of many nutrients not only iron 
is difficult for them. So that's the reason they'll have a lot of other issues also. So in these patients, in order to improve their gut absorption capacity, what Ayurveda can offer here is, it is dry grapes, munakka, very typically. But munakka are the dry grapes and amla powder. Along with that, you get the dadimas varasa, or like pomegranate juice, you can take it as. So these things will definitely help in indirect way to increase the condition. Lohasava can be used, but it is being a tikshna. It should be taken care that how much and what dosage it should be given. And you need to understand that. Right there, just something like that, uh, 10 to 15 grapes to water um, by night and then uh, let the entire night it will soak in water. Then the morning and the first after brushing the day, then you can go for consumption of these things, the dry grapes, which is uh, soaked. So that, that will be the best way of doing it. And also I came across a, a research paper which says prevalence, severity and evolution of post-surgical anemia after gastrectomy. Uh, post-surgical post anemia is one of the commonest unpleasant uh, post-operative sequels during early uh, post-operative period after gastrectomy. And you know, there is some evidence so these remedies could be useful. Sir, he is not able to eat because of the stomach side. So he has to eat several times and a very small portion he has to eat. And uh, in spite of that, he has put on weight. Uh, he has to control his weight. So even he is not at the liberty to uh, increase the stomach size because they have put the mesh and mesh cannot be expanded or maybe there are some other reasons that I'm not aware. So what should be his diet in that case? Because he should not be putting weight at the same time, all the nutrition gone in the body. Now that's the reason I said is that uh, dry grapes, which is also a very nutritious one. Then pomegranate juice, as suggested, which also enhances the blood as a tissue and that will be good. But we need to understand the body weight is increasing, whether it is um, the bulk body weight is increasing or it is a water retention in the body. If it is anemia, then there is a water retention. When these iron gets replaced, then automatically the body weight will reduce. So, need to be checked on that part of it. What is the differences between Anurasa and Vipaka? Anurasa is the one when we taste in a drug, the taste will be understood at the end of the things, not readily. See, whenever we consume some medicine in uh, some drug, as soon as it comes in contact with the tongue, the real taste is uh, perceived. And when we perceive the taste, as soon as it comes in contact, then it is called as rasa, and which is very prominent. Whereas anurasa is one which is observed or perceived at the later stage, or maybe in a light manner. For example, whenever we consume amla, a fresh amla, the readily the first thing we come to know is that it is soreness or the sore taste. So it is amla pradhan rasa. But once you go on um, chewing the amla in your mouth, and at the end, if you just swallow the air, you will feel madur rasa. So that madur rasa present in amla is anurasa. It is not the pradhan rasa. Vipaka means once the process of digestion has completed, and what is the remnant state of this product? whether it is having amla rasa or whether it is having madhur rasa or whether it is having katu rasa that is called vipaka so vipaka and rasa may be same vipaka and anurasa may be same may be different but anurasa itself is vipaka no that is not the truth anurasa is the one which is perceived at the later stage or sometimes in remains avyakta or partially vyakta it is partially perceived or exhibited 
such type of things are called as anurasas. The one which is perceived in the beginning is considered like one which is perceived fully. That is called as rasa or pradhana rasa. Vipaka is the post-digestive effect or the status of the food or the material or the drug, whatever you consume. That we talk about uh, vipaka. And vipaka is after the agnisanikarsha and it is a later effect. But whereas rasa is very readily observed and I mean understood and it is without agnisanikarsha. Uh, thank you, sir. And then uh, there is this question. I just want to clarify, does Vipaka always overrule Rasa and Virya? See, very clearly it is said, Kinchid Rasena Kurute Karmam, Kinchid Virena Chaparam, Dravya Gunena Pakena Prabhavena Kinchit. Very clear statement it is. Certain action of the drag is by the Dravya, certain action of the Dravya is by the Rasa, certain action of the Dravya is by Virya, and certain action of the Dravya is by its Guna and some by Prapava and some by Vipaka, something like that. So each and every component of the drug has its own role in the exhibition of total functioning capacity or potential of a drug. It doesn't mean that it is going to hamper everything. Whenever an issue arises, for example, in case of Pippali, it comes to its effect on Shukradhatu, then the role of Vipaka comes in. Otherwise, Pippal is Katrasa, Ushnaguna and it is Ruksha to some extent. So it is not at all going to support the Shukradhatu. But just because of its Madhuri Vipaka, it acts as Shukrala. So very typically, it has come into role. But this Madhuri Vipaka present in uh, Pippali, its exhibition or its potentiality or its supremacy is shown only when it comes to the question of its effect on Shukradhatu. Whereas the same Pippali, its effect on Agni, this Madhuripaka won't hamper it. Its effect on uh, Pranavashotas, where it is reducing Kapha, that Madhuripaka won't go and disturb the conditions there. It is very clear that each and every component of the drug has its own role to play, to show the total activity of the drug. It doesn't mean that it entirely something will uh, scrap off the other things and do their functions. No, it is not like that. This last two lines, like rasam vipakasso viryam prabhavasthano pahati balasame rasadinam iti naisargikam balam samcharaka it says that when all factors are equal rasa is beaten by vipaka and vipaka is then uh, rasa vipaka both are uh, overruled by virya and rasa vipaka virya all the three will be overruled by prabhava that is when they are all of equal strength yeah, when yeah. they are of unequal strength automatically one whoever is uh, dominant that will issue its action so yeah that that and similarly yeah. when these things are even though this type of differentiation and superiority inferiority complexes present inside the same drug it doesn't hamper the other functions of the drug. The other functions which is carried out by Rasa, other functions which is carried out by Virya, other functions carried out by Vipaka will not be hampered by the Prabhava of the Dravya. So each component will be having their own specific actions also. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and uh, last question of the day. I see many questions coming, but this is the last Then we'll take up in the next class because it's related to Vipaka again. But can stomach ulcer patients consume ginger or long pepper people uh, as they are mother to get relief from sinus allergies or cold uh, or cough symptoms your experience definitely, on this definitely ginger that is a dry ginger shunti as well as a people 
both can be consumed by the patient who is having stomach ulcer. The reason is both ginger as well as pippali, both are very typically madurasa pradhanadravyas and even uh, pippali has been explained to give uh, relief in amlapitta as per one of the shastra present or even the what you call chakradatta reference is also there on that. That, that sums up uh, today's session. Thank you. See you all in the next session of Guru Bodha. Namaste.